Alright, welcome back to another episode of Fast Break Lip NBA Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FBL Pod. And don't forget to subscribe or follow and leave a rating for us. We got Kev here. Say what's up. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good night. And, and we got the return of Frankie. Frankie's Bow. Movie. Viral. Bow. All right, let's get into these quick headlines before we get into the games of the week and our main stories. So, to start off the week, we had um, Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He uh, had. Shout out, um, to, shout out to my OKC once again. We are winning games. I mean, I think we're winning games this week, but shout out to OKC. Continue, Brody. All right, yeah, we got um, Shea. He had the first. Um, 2020 triple double. Well, he's the youngest player since Shaq to have the 2020, um, the 20 points, 20 rebounds, triple double. Mm-hmm. And I, they won that game, I believe, too. And I just wanted to take a minute to revisit that Paul George trade because I think when we look back at it in retrospect, that um, the Clippers and Oklahoma City both won that trade when you think about it. Hmm. Now, um, now, when you look at the current Paul George right now, <laughs> we got Mister Um on and off with injuries right now. So, if you kept that Paul George, it's you could possibly say our record would just be worse with the way he's been out with injuries. So, yes, in that way, that's one way we want to trade. Another way we want to trade, of course, is with our record. A beautiful record, the record that nobody thought we would have, the record we've been talking about for the last few weeks, you know. So that's fair to say. Um, when it refers to our Westbrook, I mean, um, Westbrook being gone, I guess, really helped the team, especially if he was still there with Shy and all of them, like instead of Chris Paul, that would be a whole different team, most likely, yeah, especially with the way. Um, Westbrook will lead that team compared to CP3. So, if anything, and it's so funny to me because OKC was going to try to like, what was it, sign and trade or like what, um, let go CP3. So, seeing them sit there and um do so well with my Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, good job, good job for CP3. If anything, facts. And um, going back to the trade, when you see what OKC got, OKC got um. The Clippers unprotected first round picks in 2022, 24, and 26, along with a 2021 unprotected and a 2023 unprotected, or a, a protected first round pick from Miami, and a pick swap with the Thunder in 2023 and 2025. So that's like, that's about like five or six first round picks that they got from the Clippers. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like we get a championship within the next few years. I'm not going to lie. The way. The way that to see the GM runs the team, I can yeah. see us getting another star. Lord knows what star, but I know we're gonna get another star. We're gonna draft a star the way we draft players. So just watch out for the, just watch out for Oklahoma. That's what I'm gonna say. Frankie, how you feeling about OKC? Mm, I mean, they're playing good right now. My question is, how long can they keep this up? Yeah, because there's no doubt that. CP3 still got the juice or whatever the case may be, but we know what happens in crunch time when it matters. 
stuff like that. Well, I mean, he's really... actually been he's actually been pretty clutch this year. I nah, I mean like. Oh, you mean like playoff time? Yeah, playoff wise, like when it when wins really matter. He ain't been there. You feel me? Yeah. But it was a good move for everybody. I feel like OKC really won that trade because they got a good point guard and CP bringing up these younger guys. They got a vet to look up to. I mean, I've heard that he's a bad teammate, but it don't it, it don't look that way to me right now. Speaking of bad teammates, let's um let's let's get right into. What's been dominating the the NBA this week? Mm-hmm, Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving. So Kyrie Irving, he came back against the Hawks. I believe it was like the last time we were recording this um this podcast last Sunday, and it was an easy it was an easy win for the for the Nets. You know, I think they won by like twenty something, and Kyrie had a good game. And, you know, everybody was all smiles about it, but then then they started facing some real competition. They faced the Sixers. What was it? I believe it was on the. Wednesday, I believe it was, and Kyrie Irving went six for twenty-one against the Sixers, had fourteen points, and was a minus twenty-nine in the plus-minus. And then after the game, he had this to say: "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shorten this version because he had a lot to say." But he said, "I mean, it's transparent. It's out there. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order to be at the next level. I'm gonna continue to re- reiterate it." We're going to be we're going to do the best with the guys that we have in our locker room right now. He said guys are going down left and right. GT is out. Garrett Temple, that is. Um DeAndre Jordan got just got hurt tonight. Wilson's coming back. We've got complimentary young guys as well. They've done a great job the last three years. I feel like we have great pieces, but we need one one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself, KD. DJ, GT, Spence, Karis, and we'll see how that evolves. So, I mean, I have a story about this up on my website, fastbreaklayup.com. Check that out. And I've, I, my main problem was this, was not that it wasn't correct, because everything I think he said was pretty much spot on. My only problem is, why is he saying this to the media right now? Like, this is something you talk to ownership about or you talk to the gm about but you don't put this out there now everybody's looking at each other weird in the locker room and it's like it's like boston all over again so how do you guys feel about that i feel this man he he got the odell syndrome right now whatever he do or whatever he say right now is gonna be deemed crazy or it's gonna be taken the wrong way regardless of what he said just because he's Kyrie Irving like I feel if anybody else said that nobody would be making a big deal about it but knowing his history I feel like he gotta be smarter about the things that he's saying and when he decides to say them especially when he say them in front of but at the same time he's sitting in them press conferences after every game and answering the same questions so I I don't even like blame him for saying something like that just to get the media off his back. But I don't know how I feel about it. Um, first of all, right, he baited taking names out. Yeah, that's another mistake. Right that's there. what. That's what you that like. Once he said those names, you can't defend him anymore. Anything else, you you could say okay, that makes sense. They do they need one more piece of something. 
But then you're going to sit here and say, like, six people from your team and be like, ah, yeah. So basically what he said, we're the core on this team and the rest of y'all is just bumps. That's what he said, bro. So, now, I was watching um Stephen A talk about it, too, and, like, I agree with him. Like, you, like, he, like, you cannot sit there and state names in the locker room about, like, who's who's good and who's not and stuff like that. Like, that's unacceptable. I don't think he mentioned, he mentioned Karis LeVert. He did mention Karis, but he did not mention Jared Allen or Joe Harris or Torian Prince, the three. Yeah, actually, and like, for the, yeah. where is this coming from, number one? You lose one game, right? Not to mention, and, you had the bad game. You had yeah. the bad game. So you're not in the place to sit there and make remarks like that unless you had like 55 points or something and you lost. But you had a bad game against an injured team. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where is that coming from? And why do you have the nerve to say it in the first place? Especially knowing that the target's on your back and everyone's trying to see if the Nets is like better without you. So yes. now, you know, Frankie's saying, oh, he's saying it to get press off his back, he did the exact opposite and now it looks bad on his part especially because you cannot like you can't sit there and defend what he said no one can, no one can say oh, the team is um not that good, he's trying to get better like first of all, they weren't a nice they were 18 and 22, we're still in the playoff picture without him, without D'Lo offer just Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert Joe Harris, and etc bro so what is he really saying? And on top of that, the Nets have now lost three straight since that Atlanta game, since he came back, after they went 13-13 and 13 in the games that he was out. Because he was out for 26 games, and they were like an even 500 team, which is like about, is that's like like the seventh seed, basically, in the East, I believe. See, like but three games team. isn't a lot, so I'm going to let it rot for me. Yeah, it once isn't, stress- but yeah. Once it's, okay, three games not a lot. Like, I'm not going to sit there and stress you out for three straight losses. But now it's about how you get back. If you're going to sit and lose three more now, that's when it becomes a problem now. And in those three losses, he hasn't been playing that well either. Now, he's come off an injury, and nobody's True. perfect off an injury. So True. that's why I'm letting the three games rock, bro. You had, the, you had a good game your first game back against a bad team, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a bad team. You could do that. You come off an injury, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You have to heal up. You have to get in your, your mojo. But, but... During this time, it's not the time to sit there and say, oh, yeah, our team needs some pieces until KD come back. That's that's unacceptable. Especially like- when the team was the team was supposed to do way worse without you. The fact that they're still in the playoff picture means that team is pretty good in my eyes. Yeah. And on top of that, um, what is it? I lost my train of thought for a minute. But... Yeah. Okay, let's just move into the next topic. I lost what I was going to say. I was going to say something just now, but let's get into the next um, headline. We had John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies are one of the hottest teams in the NBA right now on a seven-game win streak, and they are currently in possession of the eighth seed. They are about two two games ahead of whoever's right underneath them. Let me check real quick right now. Mm-hmm. They are two. They are no one and a half games up on San Antonio at twenty and twenty-two. San Antonio's eighteen and twenty-three, and we had John Morant. He had himself a game. 
He had um, 26 points, eight assists, five rebounds. And he had a lot of highlights against um, oh, yeah. James Harden and the Rockets. Definitely did not. not his whole game was literally a highlight. <laughs> the whole game. Um, shout out to the Grizzlies. Um, I think I, I think this I think this was like his game that solidified that Rookie of the Year award for him. Definitely because, like, he came out against Harden and like he he even said something because Harden had backed up off of him to let him oh, shoot yeah, the three, mm-hmm. and he said, "Tell him. that mother effer about me." So, <laughs> yo. He's so confident. Okay, he, he's confident, and he's about it. I would love to see what he does in like a playoff series if he if he were to um play against LeBron and them. I would love to see what he does against them because. Said it before, and I say it again: this man is about to get rookie of the year. Yep. Regardless if Zion come back or not, and I think Zion should just wait till next year to come back anyway. But we could talk about that later. Yeah. Anyway, John Morant, bro. After I seen after I seen that highlight and um what was it the the three sixteen or whatever in the contest March Madness oh yeah I know I know I know he was only gonna go up from that it's the my thing is is if he can stay healthy throughout his career he gonna have a really good career yeah that's the one thing that some people are really concerned about because he had the knee he had the knee surgery in the off season to get like some cleanup work done but i mean we can see now that he's having no ill effects from from that surgery if anything the surgery probably did him some justice i'd like to see him go against la too because it'd be crazy if brown 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 was to lose in round one to a rookie (laughs) (laughs) now um so seeing that team right now they definitely need some more pieces before they become a, a real threat in the West for sure. Mm-hmm, definitely. Though, I just feel like the young guys have to um I just feel like the young guys have to um just develop because all their all their key pieces are like either like rookies or like second year guys like John Morant, Brooks, Jackson, Jackson Jr. Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen and then Brandon Clark too. That was mm-hmm. the, I think he's I a rookie. Like, I feel like he was the steal of that draft at twenty one. Oh. The biggest steal? I don't know the biggest steal yet because the year isn't. It, we're like halfway through the. Where, where was Pascal drafted? Pascal was drafted in the second round. Yeah, he's also a steal as well. Yeah. Um, what I got to say about that team, though, the only thing I'm really worried about is um John Morant and the way he's landing. Oh yeah, I hate the way he lands. That's that's scary because he's giving me D Rose vibes, and I don't I don't like that. Especially I ain't mad at it. I'm mad. I'm not. No one's supposed to be mad. I'm scared because when D Rose first came in the league, he he was moving like that, bro. But he, as you can see, D Rose could just never land. I mean, as an athletic person, I will always say it looks worse than it really is. Like once you're coming down, once you're coming down with so much speed, it's probably better to land that way. Because sometimes when you're coming down, if you worry about how you're coming down, you're gonna hurt something. But the way he be going up sometimes. He looked like he just be going for the clip sometimes. And if he make he it, like, he could really get, like, he'll really be on every post in every little, little boy bedroom for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, I got to get a John Moran poster soon anyway. Because that means, like, yeah, I know, bro. Future. He different, bro. But I feel as if um, it's going to be a problem for him in the future. The yeah, it's going to catch up to him. Because if you keep landing like that, bro. I say about, like, year three, year four. 
especially because you're playing 82 NBA games and you're the star point guard and you're getting minutes and you're athletic. So off the rip, you're doing that so many times, you're probably dunking so much you even know. And when you keep landing like that, I know it's probably getting worse and worse. That's why he Man. dubbed the dunk contest. Somebody probably talked some sense into him because he was yeah. looking like he was about to accept it. And, he, and they're in the playoff picture, so why risk anything? Yeah, why risk True. any injury before, you know? And speaking playing. on their playoff and speaking on their playoff aspirations, why not why doesn't Andre Godala come back? He said he wants to play for a playoff team. Why not come back and help Memphis solidify that spot? Help them be like a dark horse team down the line. Yeah, but Iggy ended the near his career. He won a ring. True. I mean, I guess the three isn't enough for him. I just but. don't see why being the NBA and not play. I never understood that. <laughs> bro, I mean, the wear and tear on your body is something different, bro. All yeah. right, but the travel. He wasn't gonna contend. Wouldn't that mean he would play for a different team that was like the Lakers, if anything? So well, why Lakers? was the wear and tear there? I mean, he wouldn't have to do as much. You're playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. You're not going to be a first, second, or third option. You just there to play three and D. Not going to be no first, second option on the ZZ. Bro, he's just going there to play three and D, bro. That's. I mean, they could use him for sure, especially in the playoffs. For sure, they could use Iguodala, especially in our locker room. Especially in the locker room because he has a lot of playoff experience. So. I don't know. Maybe he decides to come at the end of the season. Maybe he gets traded by the trade deadline. We're going to see. I hope he gets traded, though. Because he's definitely... Any team can use Iguodala right now. Any yeah, team. The Grizz- yeah, the Grizzlies said they are confident that they'll get a trade done. So I guess he will be on the move sooner or later. Speaking so let's of tra- see. Speaking of trades, we had uh, two trades that happened this week, actually. Mm-hmm. We had um Atlanta Hawks trading Allen Crabb for Jeff Teague and Trevion Graham. And I guess this is, I don't know if this is the help that Atlanta said they were going to get Trey Young. I hope it's not because <laughs> Jeff Teague and Trevion Graham is not much help anyways. And I also saw a report that the Wolves are not done making moves. They said they're trying to position themselves for D'Lo. I actually saw a proposed, tra- I don't know if it was. I that think trade was, was horrible. Trade. It that is trade a horrible was horrible. Trade. It was Nas Reed. I don't Reed know who and, thought of that. And Robert Covington. For D'Angelo Russell. It was horrible. Disgusting at that. And I know the words get way more Horrible. I would have spit in their face. It was disgusting. <laughs> now, I'm thinking about the trade. I'm not... It's not the worst trade ever. I nah, bro. It's not, but it's bad. Because the worst nah, trade bro. ever so far I've heard was Kyle Kuzma for Devin Booker. That was... I'm not gonna lie, he, he even his last couple takes, bro. They've been men's men's like, been like the, smoking back to that, the Kawhi bro. one where he said Kawhi said LeBron James. Um, needs to come out and party. Bro, like I'm over here like this cap, bro. Like Kawhi did I not say cap, that, bro. Like, you can just hear that and know it's cap. Like Kawhi did that, not like, say that. Not and here's how he body. get people. He'd be like, I've talked to multiple people inside the NBA, <laughs> players inside the NBA, inside sources. Like stop the cap, bro. Like. He done caught me a hundred times with that, bro. I'm like, that's how they talking in the locker room, bro? I'm like, they're giving it up like that, bro? Bunch of cat, bro. But yeah, going back to um Stephen A. Smith, I don't think he understands how um salary caps work because Devin <laughs> Booker is on a hundred... 
$158 million max contract <laughs> and Puma is getting paid $2 million this year. Yo, yo, bro, yo. I saw that and I, ne- I literally threw my phone. I said, no way. It sounds like a trade Frankie would send me in fantasy, bro. <laughs> it did sound like a fantasy trade, bro. That's what made it disgusting, bro. It sounded like a fantasy no trade, bro. Way, bro. Now, um, I saw it. I was like, it can't be real. It can't get be back real. Getting little Hawks trade now. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know what the Hawks are doing. Trade. I don't know what the Hawks are doing. Listen, we are as old as everyone on the Hawks starting five, bro. That's we are the right. same age as everyone on the Hawks starting five, bro. We don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> it's, it's ATL need help, what's bro. going on, bro. Because, like... I feel sorry for Trey Young. I'm, I honestly do. And they still got Vince Carter running around with Air Max shocks, <laughs> bro. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. What's some no. farewell tour? Nobody want to see that right now, bro. Get the hell out the league, nah, bro. 20 years, bro. No ring, bro. Get out, bro. You done, bro. You done, Jeff bro. is going... I mean, it... Let's speak about them needing a back, back, um, backup point guard. Yeah, so I guess that helps the team with the backup point guard. Hopefully, they yeah. got more trades to make, or you know. But um, it, then we had another trade. Um, I believe it was, I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it was yesterday. It, it was um, right. Yeah, it was Kent Bazemore and Anthony Tolliver and two future second round picks for um Trevor Ariza. <laughs> Trevor Ariza and uh, what was it? Uh, that wasn't a bad trade. Trevor Ariza, Caleb Swanigan, and um, last person is slipping my mind. Let me check real quick. Caleb Swanigan, what position is he? He is a center. He came out of. I know he. I remember him because he came out of Purdue, and he was he was a valid big man, but he was just like. He was really big, and I guess teams wanted him to slim down. He's he's what like seven foot what? He's seven feet. How, how tall is he? He's about like six ten, six eleven. Okay, okay, that's calm. And he oh, went yeah, to was, the. It was Trevor Reza, yeah, Wenyan Gabriel, and Caleb Swanigan. And the funny thing about Caleb Swanigan is that the 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 Trailblazers originally drafted him, traded him to the Kings for Scalabissier, and now they just got him back, and they have Scal. So I don't know. I, I guess the trade was to save money because the Trailblazers saved about $12.3 million and they cut their luxury tax bill in half. But I don't know how far this pushes the needle for Portland. A lot of people no, were joking. I mean, they get another defender. They lost a defender, got another uh, older defender. Yeah. That makes sense. Got another um, center. Well, I, I hope they give some minutes since they got him back. Cause you did send to him. I know he getting mixed signals. Like yo, am I in or not, bro? Like, <laughs> like well, send me over there and send me back. But um, <coughs> I don't know who's gonna. I don't see any losers or winners in this trade so far. Yeah, it's really just like a, until we see get them play. That's what Portland Trail Blazers are on their last leg. Yeah, uh, because or... yeah, go ahead, Frankie. They don't know what to do with CJ. And he's getting injured a lot. I know he got injured twice in like the last two, three weeks. Yeah. But that whole it's just like what's happening in um DC. But DC got a little worse. That yeah, whole that combo with Dame and CJ, even though they be hyping it up sometimes, I never thought that backcourt worked. 
I, I never worked, thought that backcourt. I just thought worked. the surrounding pieces around it. Never I never liked that backcourt. I think they're great players individually, but I never liked that backcourt. A lot of people have been wanting to separate them for a while, though. Like a lot of other like external like media sources, they've been like, "Oh, is it time to break up Damon CJ?" But it's definitely time to break up Bradley Beal and John Wall, though. I don't know how you're gonna do There's that. There's no speaking longer of, any love. Speaking of Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal is reported to be extremely angry with the Wizards right now. Who cares? <laughs> Why would you agree to another contract, bro? That's what I said. That's well, what I well, said. He has no one to be upset with but himself. Because like you wanted the money, the you got the money. Take the money and be quiet. Now, um, speaking <laughs> on CJ and Dame, and we'll get to Beal, right? Um, the main reason that that put was never going to work is because neither of them played defense, bro. Yeah. Neither. They, yeah, they, yeah. Them two literally cannot guard anybody. That's why they surrounded them with all those defensive pieces like Aminu and Harkless. And I've seen CJ McCollum on multiple clips. <laughs> yes, Just getting saying. crossed, getting left. But he, stuff, to be bro. fair, he has put multiple people on a clip as well. And oh, yeah. so has Dame, but that's all they're good for. But that's why they're good. That's why they're losing, though. They're straight offense, bro. Them two is straight offense. And since and they lost defenders this year, and and they you lost can see. all their defenders, and now they just replaced them with, like, they replaced them with Whiteside, Labissier. Labissier's been out now. They replaced see, them. And with, now you see what happens once you get, like, now they, they're forced to play defense, and now everyone's seeing, oh, yeah, they can't play no defense at all, bro. They can't guard anybody. So, yeah, of course, the, you're going to fold. Yeah, they're at the bottom of the league in defense with, like, the Wizards and, like, the Hawks and all those other teams that are, like, really struggling this year. And I'm not surprised. I'm yeah. not surprised. And then again, they're still missing. They, they are missing their kick. They are missing their kick. And they had no kick last year. So, yeah, that's the big difference between this year and last year. They don't have no kick. So, I don't know if that's really the deal. But obviously, um, this Damon-CJ combination... It's only good for uh, they're good for fifty points together a night, at least fifty sixty points. But well, now CJ's out with this. I think sprained ankle. It is so I don't know how long. He'll be back soon. He'll be back soon. But either way, they're still good for sixty points. The problem is, them two combined are giving up more than sixty points for the team. Mm. Like they, their liabilities. Now back to Bill and um, why 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 did they say Bill was um upset? Well. Let me let me get into this because I was surprised to see this because I was like, he just signed the extension, so what could he possibly be angry about? Hmm. Well, he knew they were gonna go into a losing season. So let's um, see. I don't I don't think he should be mad over them losing. Maybe he's I, he's he mad because he, yeah, he's mad. He says I don't like losing. Well, okay. I'm sorry to break it to him. They've been losing all year, even when he's been playing <laughs> and when he's been injured. So it's nothing new, Bradley. Nothing new. I you mean, signed the contract. No one had a gun to your head and said sign it. <laughs> Boy, mad. <laughs> big mad. <laughs> I mean, bro got his bag, though. Feel me? So you got your bag, big bro. Yeah, I don't um, want to hear nothing from you. Took him all year. I'm tired of losing. Shut up. I mean, got your you bag. Go buy your son a, a crib or something, bro. When you have a five eleven point guard that don't play defense, and then you have a whole injured <laughs> team, I mean, you're bound to be thirteen and twenty eight. I, mean? like, well, I mean, they're not too far out of the playoffs. So, Bradley, keep your head, keep your head up. 
Keep your head up, bro. Yeah, but go to the playoffs and then do get what? Smoked by Giannis. First round exit. <laughs> yeah, get smoked by Giannis. With a fifty clip in I four games. They, they, they've been dealing with injuries like all season. Like even Thomas yeah. Bryant been out. So Thomas Bryant, Mo. He's CJ upset Miles, over something that he himself, literally has no control of. Himself, himself. He's been yeah, out. He's been, yeah, bro. He played. He, I mean, look. He, he just he, came he, back. And they lost even... They were winning when he was out, and he came back and they started losing. Bro, it's yeah, you. Yeah, sure. It's but you, out bro. Of, out of 40 games, he did it 34. So, you've been losing for most of the season, Brody. I mean, we don't have our John Wall, our blessed John Wall. So, um, we got to deal with um who? It's Schmidt and Isaiah Thomas as our point guard. So, you can't really be too upset. Neither of them play defense. And Bradley Bill, you don't play defense either, big bro. I mean, you starting to play some defense now, but Barely. come on, that's, that's my favorite shooting guard in the league. By the way, my favorite shooting guard in the league. So, um, he's having All a good right. season, but our Wizards is just not it, bro. The Ross is not it. All right, so let's get into some of these winning streaks that got snapped this week. We had the Jazz got their winning streak snapped at ten versus the Pelicans. That was a great game. game. That was a good game. It was Ingram versus Mitchell. Basically, Ingram had forty nine. Missed a couple. He missed a lot of free throws down the stretch. He could have ended with like fifty-five points if he actually hit those free throws, and they probably would have won by a bigger margin. And we had Mitchell with forty-six points. And mm. my question to you guys is: Do we think that they are potential All Stars this year? When you say All Stars, you mean Donovan Mitchell and who? And and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, yes. Ooh, good talk. Brandon Ingram. Definitely. I believe he's a potential all-star. I think he deserves to be an all-star this year. Despite, then again, there is a lot of competition to be stars in the league. Mm-hmm. So, But the way he's been playing, I think he deserves an um, all-star selection, even though he probably won't get it because he's, he's on the Pelicans. I don't and, know. I saw, uh, I saw a lot of other people's like um, mock teams that got um, selected. They... Um, a lot of people had Brandon Ingram as a reserve for theirs. I so. think he deserves it, though. He, same with Donovan. Donovan. If we about to send Caruso, we got to send mad people. And I got names. <laughs> we, they not sending Caruso. They better not send Caruso. We got to send mad people if this boy Caruso is going. Caruso, Caruso's not going. Because what you call it, the, the starters. Because he's, he's right now, he's fourth. And even, for, even if he was in, like, second for guards he still wouldn't make it because what you call it the um the starters are voted on by the media as well as the fans so it's a combination of media and fan vote and the media would not vote caruso in so we good there there's caruso just in it would be chiefs Please, versus the 49ers in the caruso super bowl vote for actual all-stars that actually deserve it. I find it unfair that people like Booker and them got to deal with stuff like that. Especially yeah, I, I, think, I think Booker might actually be a lock to be a reserve this year. You know what I mean? Because especially when you've been working, you've been working hard all summer, and then someone like Alex Caruso coming in my voice, and you was like, damn, bro. <laughs> like, all those summer workout videos and stuff, I'm wild in the season, and then we'll get this man. It's that, LA, it's that LA market, son. Because yeah. even Dwight Howard is getting, like, a lot of all-star votes. And, I mean, Dwight Howard's playing good, but he's not playing at all-star level. Yeah, he's like, an all-star. Bro, yeah. I don't want to see nobody from L.A. on that all-star team if his name is not LeBron or Anthony Davis, bro. That's that's a fact. Because 
but it's that market i'm telling you all those fans they're like delusional and crazy and they'll go crazy for for their players make sure they get them wherever they need them to go i, I, I actually want to see taco full in all-star game but Break it up. <laughs> he's gonna get dunked on bro yeah it will happen it will happen all right. see the next winning streak that got broke this week was um the Lakers winning streak against the Magic and Markel Fultz had his second career triple double and he actually sealed the game down the line with like two clutch um layups and he had one against um LeBron. I don't know if you guys saw that picture of LeBron. He was like he got he got he got baked and he was like blaming it on someone else and they was like every time you see LeBron do this. <laughs> yeah, that's, yo, that's he, really he got baked. <laughs> Every time his head is out, he really get cooked by somebody, bro. And he trying to blame like, it on someone else. I remember he, yo, he did that to Kevin Love so many times on the Cavaliers, bro. He did to Tristan Thompson one time, and Tristan Thompson wasn't having it. He said, uh-uh. nah, and that was Larry on you. Nance, bro. All the bigs get that from LeBron, son. <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you say that because he did that to JaVale in that picture. He <laughs> said there's yeah. speculation all, all that the Raptors could trade their whole five, bro. What? Yeah, said so there's speculation that the Raptors could trade. Lowry, Abak, and Gasol ahead of the deadline. I heard they're actually looking to be buyers, though. Like, they're trying to add talent. And then Whiteside. White yeah, side we know Whiteside is probably going to get traded. Whiteside is one of those players who's going to pay for every team. He's probably going to get traded to Cleveland for Kevin Love if the Portland Trailblazers do decide to do that. But, yeah, um, last quick headline before we get into the games that happened this week and our main stories. We got Porzingis. I feel like this is relevant to bring up. He's been out for 10 straight games with a sore right knee. And I feel like this is a little bit concerning because um, they gave up a lot for him. And I feel like this was one of the main reasons why New York, like even the main reason was because he wanted out. But another reason was Phil Jackson had said this like a couple years ago. He said that his body is not built to be sustained in the NBA for a while. So Porzingis, mm-hmm. he's been out for ten straight games with a knee injury, and he had to get um he had to get some injections in his knee to help with the soreness. So I don't know. I heard that he's aiming for the Clippers game to come back, but who knows? They said he was aiming for the last game that he missed and the game before that, and it's been an endless cycle. So oh, what happened? I was going to say something about the soreness. Now, I was going to say, oh, he's soft. But then again, I just remember he is coming off a knee injury. So, I'm going to let this little soreness rock. Because you're coming what's off a knee injury. But this is from, it's, in a, it's in a different knee, though. It's in a different knee than the, the ACL. Maybe he's just tired and doesn't want to play anymore. <laughs> I told y'all. I told y'all. After December, he gets tired and he doesn't. It's not the same Porzingis anymore. And right on schedule, it happened once again. Now, it's tough. Let's yep. hope he picks it back up and um, probably play some basketball soon. Um, and Miles, they play well without him, though. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they did play well. But they definitely lost some defensive presence with yeah. off that court. So, hopefully he... um. Starts playing soon, whatever. I don't know how how long you need gonna be so for, bro. Just go and ice your knee, bro. Or ice your knee. I don't know if you ice your knee for ten games straight, but 
I'm pretty sure every other NBA player does that. So whatever sort is going on, hopefully you get that figured out. Because I know damn well in the playoffs, if I hear some player talk about I don't want to pick up my knees, so... Oh, he's he's oh he's getting that that Shaq and Chuck man up icy hot talk from them. If yeah, you... bro, you gonna hear about it, bro. Feel me? So hopefully you get this whatever need, whatever problems you get you have now. Don't let it pop up pop up in the playoffs. That's it. Because the Mavs looking sweet right now without you still without Zingas still. So they're gonna have to um, I mean they're gonna learn to play without him at this point. They went in without him, so that's what matters. Let's get into some of the games that happened this week. Uh, we had um, we had a lot of good key games that happened this week. That started off with um, Memphis versus Houston. That was the John Morant game, basically. That's what mm-hmm. I like to call it. And then we had um, what other games? There was the Brooklyn versus Philadelphia game where the Kyrie minus 29 happened. And then he had those words at the game. So, Kev, what games stood out to you this week? Mm. Now, the game that stood out to me was um, really just the, um, the Pelicans game. Went to the Pelicans versus um, Utah? Yeah. That game stood out to me just because it was a big game and seeing. How Brandon Ingram developed. Yeah. That reverse dunk right there. Oh, yeah, over Rudy. That, that one woke me up. That one woke me up. Um, I just said that's the game of the week because that's probably the best game to watch, the most exciting game to watch this week. I didn't get to watch, sadly, I did not watch the Rockets and um, Lakers. Lakers game. I have to watch highlights for that game. I don't know who won or lost that game. From Lakers that. won. Lakers won, and LeBron got MVP chance while Harden was on the court from the Houston crowd. Wow. Yeah, it was rough. That's 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 rough. But yeah, I want to talk about that in a bit, the Houston versus LA game. But yeah, the the Jazz versus Pelicans game, I went to OT, that's my game of the week. And I I just want to say something. Um, The the Pelicans almost got screwed in that game because there was like a foul that was called that I don't think anyone would have called in that moment. It was like 0.2 seconds. And like the big men, they were just positioning for um, rebounding position, I believe. And they called a foul and then they gave Rudy Gobert two free throws. I mean, oh, and good- I saw that. Yeah. And thank goodness he at least missed the one. So the game got into overtime. So that way the Pelicans didn't get um, screwed over there. But yeah, the refs, yeah, that was they're, a pretty, they're pretty dirty for that foul right there. Cause I saw that play, and I was like, hold on, bro. Ain't no way I call in that with this much time left. Yeah, you can't a, call something like that in the playoffs because you and those just will not hit the end of it for the rest yeah, of their legs. Yeah, that's a bang-bang play right there. But, um, Frankie, what did you have? What was your most interesting game this week? Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas and Portland. Oh, yeah, I saw you said that you watched that whole thing. on. Um, I, I watched... I really watched, sat there and watched Luca like... It's crazy, cause he sort of like he sort of got that KD effect. Like he got, well, he finished with like forty, I think. Thirty five, I think it was. Thirty five, mm-hmm. and then, but it's like you looking at him play, and you don't even see him scoring. You not seeing him shoot the ball, and then you look up and he got thirty. Like what? Cause it's like then, the way he scores is effortless. Yeah, he played his own pace. They was comparing him to um 
Paul Pierce, Joe Johnson, those big like six 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 seven guys that could like play at their own pace, get a guy on their hip and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, the dad, I seen him, bro. I think they was up by like I don't know how much they was up by. They had to be up by like four. Then he comes down the court. The play before that, he caught a rebound over Kemp Baseball and like sort of flexed on him. Now he got a layup on him and he flexed on him right now. He gave him a little bump. Coming back down the court. It's crunch time. They got like 11 seconds left on the clock, boy. You know what he about to do with the ball. You know he about to step back with it. Can't stop Man call an ISO, clear out, five out, boy, step back. Uh, I'm talking about a rainbow shot, bro. Like, yeah, I saw it's it. almost video game, like, bro. Like, and I'm watching all of it while it, while it's going down. And when he made it, I just looked at the screen, bro, and I'm like, nah. He 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 he's special, bro. Yeah. And no, no, I feel no, like this, if you move no. Porzingis and you give him like one, two more pieces that could actually play around him, because Tim Hardaway been having like a good four game stretch, six game stretch. Yeah, give him the right pieces. Dallas could be a scary team, bro. One thing I've noticed about these Europeans is that all of them have some high arcing shots. Oh yeah, Jokic too. Them. Jokic. Jokic. Yeah, I watched Jokic. I was watching um the Nuggets game. He shoots mad high. Over yeah, bro. Watch really. Yeah, I just, I just, he took a shot over some like it was nothing. They really just got unorthodox ways of teaching basketball overseas, bro. Because even the footwork is different. The way they dribble yeah, the ball all is of them different. Have vision. All of them are ability to shoot. So. That's good to see. But um, Luca's definitely a problem. I mean, yeah, I think it's the way they teach the game over there. Cause like yeah. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban says he likes the way the, those guys play compared to AAU. Because like when you see AAU basketball, it's like it's more selfish. The players, the way oh, everybody guys, just bro. trying to get a clip. That's what it is. Let's it's, not also yeah. forget that Mark Cuban's racist, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> nah, but um, the thing with AAU when it comes to that, when you coming up. As a young kid these days right now playing ball, everyone trying to get highlights, bro. Because yeah. everyone knows those highlights getting you clout. And that's what people want to see. That highlight is getting you a D1 scholarship. That's what it's really getting you. Yeah, de- depending on how good you are. Those True. highlights is really what matters. But, but compared to Europe and Africa and Australia, you don't see highlights coming out of those places. You just see, like, pure Straight basketball. Movement. Natural ballers. You see natural yeah. basketball, bro. So... That's the only person not from like someone like Ari Irving, probably the only person I could say. But then again, he grew up in New Jersey, so yeah. understandable. He grew up in like the AAU. He grew, he grew up over stuff. here. But all the players that um that grew up in uh, other countries, they you don't see the 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 flashiness of really Luca. Even when Luca played, he's not super flashy, really, bro. Mm-mm, he's just playing basketball, like he's literally just playing basketball. He right makes way. it look good. He's not a flash. He has little moves he'll do here and here. But if you compare it to like someone like RJ Barrett or like other people, no, nah, not even RJ Barrett, he's from Canada. Like when you compare it to like John Morant now, yeah. almost everything John Morant. But John Morant, bro. it is, but John Morant's also unselfish too. So surprisingly, yeah. nobody be talking about that. This boy is averaging almost eight assists a game, bro. Yeah, he was like that in college too. He just, yeah, he was. like I said, he's the future. And he has a jump shot on like a lot of. The difference between him and um Westbrook and D Rose is that early in his career he has a jump shot. True. Yeah. So he's gonna be just more dangerous than both. He guys. got something a lot of point guards don't got too. He can knock down the three ball more times yeah. than he's gonna miss. And he he could shoot from range. So that that, that was a problem. 
the thing I do notice about Ja, and I saw like in the I've noticed like because I've been I've been keeping up with Memphis as of recently because they're like a really fun, they're actually a really fun team to watch because mm-hmm. they're so young and they actually they're they play they play more fun basketball than Memphis used to because you guys remember with the grit and grind, grit and grind, mm-hmm. yeah, that it little... was like bring the ball in the post and like just beat beat teams up physically and stuff like that. This team they like they have like a mixture of that. And like they do, like running, gunning, where like they they get they they play good defense, and then when they get the defensive stop, they're out on the break and they're like getting ready to run. And um, okay, keep going, keep going. And then um, I noticed with Ja, like you guys were saying, the jump shot. The one thing I do notice about his jump shot is that um, it it looks like the mechanics and everything looks all fluid and whatnot. My only concern is that the percentages are kind of deceiving because he doesn't take that many threes yeah, i think he, he takes don't. like one or two threes a game so like he shoots 40 percent. well it, it, the, the percentage looks that way because um he doesn't take that many shots from outside which is smart to keep your percentages low i guess but yeah but it's good to know the the um to gauge where you are shooting the basketball at least he's got the confidence to know that when he do shoot it he gonna make it true Hmm. I don't know what to say. Um. I mean, it's as long as the jump shot is working for him. Yeah, he's gonna get better, especially during the off season. So, off season, he's he's gonna tweak that jump shot. <coughs> the biggest difference, like I was saying before, though, the biggest difference between this and grind Grizzlies team and the new Grizzlies is really athleticism. Because when you look yeah. back at the old team, bro, Marcus didn't have no bounce. Zach Randall, low drop step, low jump shot. Mike Conley didn't dunk on a soul while he was there. Tony Allen was just a hack, a nice hack a defender. <laughs> he, uh, he was probably the most athletic on that. Uh, actually, yeah, Chandler Parsons, I think, at one point, right? Or that's barely that's played. Probably, barely barely played. played. Okay, but like, like I was saying, that um, that old grit and grand team was not athletic. So why this team right now? Morant, we gotta say too much about that. We already said we gotta say. Yeah, Brandon Clark, come on now. Yeah, he jumps you watch out the him play? Gym. He gets up. He gets up, bro. Jared Jackson, come on. Yeah. Alley Oop City. City over there. Valentinus does his thing. He's he. Valentinus is probably, I think, the key to that team. He's an unsung. He's an unsung hero in that team. He gets a lot of boards and he gets a lot of like the cleanup baskets and he and yeah. they could put it down. They could they could um play down low through him. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I think you can play your really offense through that. To that team, I feel as if if he steps it up really and like they make him more of a role of in the offense and dangerous because he could be a top ten um center in the league easily the way he plays. And, and Brooks has been stepping it up too during this winning streak too. And yeah, Brooks doing his thing. He, as, as long as he keeps shooting well, and then that Melton kid played good on defense. Oh yeah, I saw some. I saw. I was. I was um seeing a stat the other day with a Melton. He he's like his net rating, like when the Grizzlies when he's on the court, the Grizzlies are like plus a hundred and something in like four hundred minutes. In like four hundred minutes, they're like plus hundred and something with him. And when he's off the court, like they're worse. So he's part of like their their like closing lineups, I think, because he 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 plays like really yeah him good and John the court. And that's another thing about Ja. He plays defense. I I, I believe. I had to see defensive stats to see how good he plays defense. 
But if he um if he takes more of a role to play defense, that team is gonna be a problem even by next year, really. Cause if they get even a draft pick. I I actually think their draft pick this year is going to um the Celtics. Damn. Celtics get to eat again. Not even because this draft pick is gonna be actually like pretty um pretty low probably. I mean, you can always get a steal regardless of where you are in the draft. But I think the Jersey team, what they're really missing, well, they're missing a lot, really. Not not too much, but to be like contenders, they do need a new small forward in that spot. Imagine they get someone like Kuzma or they get someone like Michael Porter or something like They can definitely go somewhere to the young core with that team. Mm. Sure. But... They're not going nowhere in the playoffs. Probably first round exit if they make it this year. I see a first round exit, but otherwise, they could just keep building on that future, keep winning those games, and shout out to the Grizzlies. That Mike Conley trade was worth it in the long run. Yeah, it was. They got a lot of good pieces out of that. Allen, um, Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder. They got out of that trade, and they mm-hmm. also got um, they got Mel. No, Melton was from a different trade actually. I think Melton Melton was from the um Josh Jackson trade. He came with um, Josh Jackson. For, Speaking um, on Josh Jackson, I want to see him back in the NBA. True. I'm he he can actually help this team. He can Definitely. actually help this team a lot. Especially on defense. And I don't like how of they course. did. I don't like how they did Josh Jackson. I, I want to I don't see think, him back in the league. I don't think it's like how they did him. I think it was like a mutual thing that he and the team came to an agreement on. Because remember, we spoke about this. I think it was last episode when we were talking about the Grizzlies. When... um. He had a rough time in Phoenix with a lot of off-court issues. And like on the court, he was like very inconsistent. So I think I think when he came to Memphis, he just wanted to focus on basketball and helping him focus on basketball probably was the best thing that he thought was helping him was being on the G League team. That way he could have something to work towards and he would always be focused on that. Makes but sense. yeah. I just want him to turn his life around, make it back to the league. Cause you're a fourth pick, bro. Yeah, that's 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 just sad. He was good too, and he's he not was. that bad. I I think he had room to grow despite his little inconsistency. He had room to grow. Yeah. So remember we seen him at a league twenty four too. Oh yeah, definitely. I remember years ago when he's number one. He was number one in high school back then too. Mm-hmm. That's the funny part. And he was he was just a he was good though. He's he's a good player. So hopefully he fixes his life and they get it together at one point. All right, let's get into um the main stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if y'all want to go into um midseason awards and like the mid where we would rank teams like power rankings wise midseason, or if y'all want to go into the Kawhi and Paul George team up story that came out this week, where y'all want to start off first. What's that Paul George thing? I can hear more about this. I heard yeah. something. Yeah, weird. I ain't hear nothing about that. Like this, right? All right. So basically, what had happened is. They met at Drake's house in Hidden Hills, California. So here's a here's an excerpt I'm seeing here. It says Drake had befriended Leonard during his season in Toronto and let Leonard, who lives in San Diego, stay there when he was in Los Angeles for free agent meetings. By July 1st, they had decided to put their plan in motion. Leonard told the Clippers that he was interested in playing for them, but only if they could improve their roster by adding an all-star caliber player like George. So then George and Leonard met in, on July 2nd in L.A. And then George's agent reached out to OKC GM Sam Presti to discuss a trade to the Clippers. 
According to ESPN's Ramona Shelburne, Presti was stunned and met with George to personally address the situation. Um, the Thunder then decided to grant his request and eventually worked out a deal with L.A. But the trade nearly collapsed under its own weight at various points during the negotiations. And we see here that... um. Yep, that's how that whole thing went down. It all happened at Jake's house. Now, when I first heard about the trade, I nearly cried because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Here I was, an OKC fan, thinking, okay, maybe um, Russell Westbrook and Paul George will make up for their bad year and um, come back together and um, you know get some wins with KD off the Warriors and be a new duo, be a nasty duo. And then I'm hearing we traded him for Shy and some other. I'm, and I nearly had a heart attack. I'm not gonna lie to you. I nearly had a heart attack. But with that trade going on, I'm not. I mean, I am surprised that Drake was able to set up this Clippers team instead of his Toronto team. That's weird to me. Now I don't think it was like Drake had like um. The, the the thing the, the 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 part where Drake comes in is that he just let um Kawhi use his house for okay. um for free agent meetings. Understandable because he just he just got okay. Um, yeah, because basically Drake had become friends with Leonard while he was in Toronto, so he did him a I'm solid just there. Confused to why this story became relevant and where it's coming from. Is it to <laughs> is it to not because. Like- Nah, because it was the whole thing of um, they you you know how ESPN's been focusing, I guess, on Paul George this past week. They've been like saying, "Oh, I don't know if you saw those videos of like Paul George saying, oh, he didn't he didn't come to play for the Clippers. He came to play for home.'" And that's been like the story this past week of like um um Paul George coming home to L.A. And then I don't know if you guys saw the 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 feature that they had where um. Paul George was talking about why he came back. He was like, oh, his mom had the, um, I didn't know this, but they had said that his mom was pronounced dead twice when she had, um, she had collapsed. And then he said, what? ever since then, what? yeah, he said, ever since then, he's been trying to like play for LA, I guess. So he can be able to play closer to home. So, yeah. Damn. Nah. Yeah, it's That's... a crazy story. I was watching the video on ESPN the other day, and I was just like, whoa. Like, I did not know that. And you see, that's that's one thing about the NBA that we wouldn't... There's a lot of stuff that go on behind, that go on behind the scenes that we would never know. Yeah. So, hearing that is like, damn. I mean, now it's dead twice? Yeah. So, she happened to dodge that two times? Yeah. So, I mean... Now I'm less mad at him for leaving. I mean, I was never really mad at him for leaving OKC, but now I mean, it makes more sense to why he left Oklahoma to go to the Clippers. Yeah, it was on yesterday before the the Pelicans Clippers game. Mm. We were talking about that. Yeah, I mean, shot. I mean, pray, prayers up for Paul George moms. Um, you don't like to see that for anybody's mother, but that's yeah. um, that's interesting to know. And I mean, that's unfortunate. That, the other news I've heard referring to Kawhi and Paul George is that they don't practice together. They don't. What does that mean, though? Well, yeah, that's another thing I want to get into because that's the mo- that's the main reason why I had to bring this up because, like, they Paul George and Kawhi they have like such this unique story of coming together at Drake's house and like 
the chemistry is not there with them. And for me, I think that they think that they can just turn on chemistry as soon as the playoffs start. And we've seen in the past with other teams, especially with LeBron James Cleveland teams, that they can have a you'll have a hard time trying to gauge that chemistry together like on the road during the playoffs because like that's when it's like you need all hands on deck and you need everyone to be on the same page and if they're not practicing together then it's like i don't know prayers up for the clippers man i don't know I don't know what's going on over there. Kawhi playing when he wants to, the next day he dropping 40 in 12 minutes. Like, it's crazy over there, LA, man. It's crazy. That team is weird to me right now. Bro, Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, no, I wasn't even going to say no. I was just expanding on my point. You could go, Kevin. I was just saying that team is weird to me. I don't know. The vibe is weird now hearing that because, like, yeah. What do you mean you don't practice together? You're telling because me to do two two different practice sections or something? Nah, they pra- they don't practice together on the same team. Oh, so they put them on different teams against each other? I think so, or they practice on like op they don't they don't practice all I've heard is that they've never practiced as a team together. <sighs> they probably had never one full practice with everyone healthy, everyone there. I understand why they would do it, but like, cause they play with different units. But at the same time, at what at what point are you going to practice together? Cause I think they, I think they do that because they know that they they are like it's more than likely that one of them is going to be out for a game or so, so they yeah. know that they're not going to play. That's why I said I understand why. But now my my question is: Are they going to practice together? Are they going to come together for the playoffs? Are they going to? They, they have no choice but to do. I that. hope so because their defense is horrible. Like they they give up they give up a lot of points to teams that they should not be giving up a lot of points to. So confusing to me. The Clippers are supposed to be this top defensive team, but to have any little problems. So that's just confusing. Um, I expected the Clippers to be in a better place than they are, you know, in January right now. But I mean, as long as they make the playoffs, I guess is what matters. Hopefully, Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, I don't know. I know Paul George is dealing with a lot of injuries now, so let's hope they fix that up for playoff time. But it sounds like they're gonna rest Paul George even more at this at this point. And they're de- like going back to the defense. Like the Pelicans game, they gave up eighty points to the Pelicans in the first half. Pelicans don't have Drew Holiday. They don't have um. Kenrich Williams, they don't have Zion. I mean, what are you giving up 80 points to? I mean, of course... Wait, they gave right. up 80 points in the first half? Yeah, to the Pelicans. God, that's tough. Yeah. Their defense has been horrible. They gave up a hundred. They gave up 132 to the Knicks a couple weeks ago. They gave up 140 <laughs> to the Grizzlies when the Grizzlies first started this winning streak. I mean, it hasn't been looking that good for the Clippers as, no, of, as of late. I think they're like seven and seven and six or something in their last couple in their last thirteen or so games. The Raptors put up a hundred and forty this week too, I think. Yeah. I think they played the Wizards though, so that's what I understand. <laughs> Leave my Wizards alone. Yeah. Bro, the Wizards have like the worst defense in the NBA. Bradley Bill getting ready to cry on national TV talking about losing. <laughs> 
right. Next story we got is um I don't know if y'all saw this. Um um wait, do you want to get into the midseason awards? Like who we have winning who we have at, right, let's get to the other story and address that after. All right. Um I don't know if y'all saw this, um, the shot chart of the um of the top two hundred shot locations in the NBA in two thousand one versus yeah. now. Y'all saw that? I mean, it's like you see it's like high post. It is like back in two thousand one it was like high post, barely any threes, and like a lot of paint and mid range shots. And now there's like no mid range, just literally paint, none. And then straight three pointers. I mean, how would you feel about the, the mid-range shot dying? I mean, um, yeah, what yeah, I've yeah. seen recently, my fault. Oh, um, what I've seen recently is that um, most of the players who still have a little mid-range game, I'm gonna mention a few. So, um, Brandon Ingram, that's one. Chris Paul, that's two. Um, CJ, that's three. Most of those mid-range players actually score the mm-hmm. ball. So, am I upset that they changed the game? No, the game still looks like still exciting to see. I'm not. Am I surprised? No. But the mid-range, I feel as if that's a shot everybody in the NBA should have. Like, I feel as if you shouldn't. I think like you should not be able to go to the NBA if you can't hit a mid-range shot. I don't know about should have. I feel like I feel like all the elite players in the league have a mid-range and they should like consistently work on that because like in playoff time when like plays break down, you may have to pump fake for that three and then dip in for a little mid-range. For like For sure. For other guys, I feel like role players like I feel like the mid-range shot is something they're not going to utilize in today's game because they're mostly going to be in like the corners or they're going to be on the wings spotting up. When those guys drive in and the defense collapse, and so I have I no like, problem with that. I'm not expecting yeah. anybody to sit in the mid range shoot. Yeah, it's just taking the shot. Now, oh, of course, yeah. All I'm saying is, okay, to get to the NBA, you got to be nice. Number one, you need skill. You got you got to come from high school. You telling me? I feel as if if you coming from high school, you come from college. You a mid range shot is literally like it's not the it's an easy shot, bro. It's a shot. I feel as if everybody should have and i think i think a lot of people aren't working on it now though i don't think it's something you need to work on but like bro the basket is right there that's why i'm so confused to like why players like giannis and, and um and have don't shoot it i'm like yo bro that shot is not hard it's not well, a I've, hard shot i've seen Giannis as of recently like i saw in the brooklyn game he was taking a lot of mid-range shots, like, and that's beautiful, and that's why he's gonna. That's why Giannis, and that's why Giannis is gonna be MVP for years to come, as he's working. You see it, but like, that's for other players, even like Simmons. You're six ten, right? I'm starting to get on Ben Simmons' case again, but it's, it's really hurtful <laughs> to see. Cause bro, you're six ten, bro, and like you telling me you can't take a little midi, bro. Like, mid-range is not too far. You can take a, you can take a post-up all day. You tell me you can't pop a little midi, bro. A little, a little pull up, Mitty. For Ben, it's too much. That's too much. Now that's for ben. a shot chart. Like, okay, threes are important, obviously. They're important, and I'm not surprised that they like they changed up the whole game because I'm up a lot. That grit and grind Memphis team was not fun to watch. Not at all. Okay. When you compare them to the 2017 um, Warriors, 
Yeah. Like that come that little it was, that team was taking mid range shots and um posting up and that's where you saw most of that come from. So you can see the game got more exciting. And there's a lot of high flyers now, but um that mid range game I feel as if players should add that back in the game and the players who have it in the game they have been excelling scoring wise. You see Ingram up his whole scoring like Ingram you don't you don't spam threes when he plays if you see him play. Yeah. He don't take a lot of threes. So, but one thing is that I know I I saw I heard I heard this the other day that the um the Bulls told Kobe White don't shoot mid range shots. So that's like that's yeah, like a whole team is telling a player not to shoot them. And um, I think even Zach Levine they told like don't even worry about mid range. Just work or just worry about like threes and dunks and layups. But mid range like don't even don't even care about that and like I, I feel like telling someone like a rookie like kobe white that i mean kobe white that's part of his game that was part of his game at north carolina so that's kind of like discouraging to hear a team tell a player not to shoot his whole what his game is based on i think the nba is blind to the fact that two points is two points it's it's the whole analytics thing and another thing i saw is that okay. um i don't know if y'all y'all know um b-ball b-ball breakdown they had they had posted a tweet that like people were just railing on them for because they had said oh they were basically criticizing Melo for like taking a bully ball too and then they was they were saying how Luca just erased all of that by shooting a three down the court I mean yeah obviously three is better than two but I mean what Melo does is like that's part of his game and he excels at it so I mean if he's good it ain't broke don't fix it yeah and this whole analytics era has changed basketball where it's just like if it's not you a, that shit a, a low percentage it's shot not a bad shot so yeah that's the whole yeah go ahead kev it's disappointing i mean especially to tell a player who's been like doing it since college talking talk about don't shoot them no more it's like damn bro i mean if they're good at shooting it let them shoot it yeah, like don't stifle his game because two points it doesn't fit points. your analytics. Come on, bro. Like two points, and this when it comes to this analytics thing, a lot of it is iffy. There's a lot of iffy stats the we pl- be seeing. And the bro. players don't like it either. Like, I don't know if y'all remember when CJ had hit that game winner against um the Nuggets in game seven. Game seven last year. Game seven, he had a mid-range to win the game. And then basically LeBron had tweeted out, like, oh. Like he was basically like saying, "Oh, like look at analytics now. Like, like j- it don't matter what analytics say. Like that's still a good shot because look at what it did for CJ. Like it just won the points. Uh, it's points. Series. Yeah. And like layups. Okay, layups are easier, but at the same time, you see how they say Stephen Curry a three point shot is a layup for him. Yeah. A mid range shot could basically be a layup for a lot of players. So what's the big I mean, okay, it's off stats, all right, bro. But like, come on now. We see, we see these NBA players know how to make jump shots. That mid-range shot right there is a guarantee too. You see Chris Paul eat off that for his whole career. He's still eating off of it now. He's still he just dropped 30 points, and I'm pretty sure half his points is for mid-range shots. Of course. So come on now. And then look at you can see how even a D ruined certain teams. Come on, the Rockets sat there and missed 27, 27 straight, straight. Three, bro. <laughs> now, if the Rockets was to sit there and say, okay, 
after these shots, this is good to middle range and take some tools. I'm pretty sure they probably won that game. Probably, probably. So what what analytics for that, bro? <laughs> Where's that for that? So I don't like that they taking away certain shots in the game. I mean, I, of course, I don't miss seeing the Grizzlies kill people physically all game <laughs> and um use them and shoot mid range shots and post hooks. I don't miss that, but at the same time. I don't feel as if they're right to tell a player, okay, bro, don't focus on that. I just want you to threes and layup. Because some people are not good at threes and layups. What if you're good at mid-range? I mean, you should be in the NBA? Apparently. That's that's disgusting. Because mid-range shots, it has a lot of, I think it has, has value in this game. There's two points, it's two points at the end of the day. Yep. All right, let's get into... um. The Rockets have lost four of their last five games. And um, before Saturday's game, I saw this picture on Thursday. It was James Harden shooting over the last five games. 38 of 117 from the field, 18 for 65 from three-point. And they've been losing a lot of these games. And James Harden hasn't been playing well, so... I think there was a game the other day where he had 13, and it was against the Blazers, actually. The Blazers is the team that actually has one of the worst defenses in the NBA, and they actually held James Harden to just 13 points. So how do you feel about Houston's recent struggles? I'll let Frank go first. Uh, Harden, man, I just don't get this, man, bro. Like, I'll be trying to figure him out. I'll be like, one day I'll be like, yo, he's like the best player alive. And then the next day, it's like, it's like, come on, bro. Like, you average almost 40 points and you have nothing to show for it besides an MVP, bro. Like, we get it. You should have been, a, you should have been like a three time MVP right now, but like, let it go. But you're bro. not. Like, let it go, bro. Win some games, bro. I don't even care about the regular season, to be honest, because I know what he does. I know what he's capable of and I know what he does. Like, arguably, James Harden could arguably be the best shooting guard. If accolades didn't matter, he could possibly be the best shooting guard to ever play the game. Probably. But the thing that separates him from the top shooting guard, the best player all time, Michael Jordan, is that instinct, bro. And that's what separates him and a lot of these cats today, bro. So it separates him, Braun, and everybody. These players don't want to win no more, bro. It's either about the money about what awards you're not winning, about who not on your team, about who did this, about what foul you didn't get, bro. Win, bro. That's why people hate Steph. He did whatever it take to win. The Warriors did whatever it take to win, bro. Yep. That's why they hate him, bro. They know how to win, and people hate him for that, bro. How can you hate them because they know how to win? Three, of those, three of those players, three out of four <laughs> of those All-Stars got drafted to that team, bro. How can you hate on that, bro? But with Harden... Because they other te- because their teams be stinking it up in the playoffs. I'm their teams saying don't know how to draft, and Harden right. can't even beat that team four or five years in a row. You losing, but my thing is, you got to fire Dan Tony. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to fire Dan Tony because if you don't, Harden is gonna keep doing whatever he wants, bro. Exactly. Then the leash on Harden's neck is way too long, bro. He's letting yep. Harden do whatever he wants, and he's it's like he's scared to tell him something. It's, it's like, like and you have teammates pass it to them, please. Yeah, and surprisingly, I don't know how Westbrook has been able to play so good <laughs> with Harden, but I guess that's just because, like, I don't think I think 
I low key think Westbrook don't want to mess with their friendship and he don't want to even get basketball in their way or something like that. It got to be deeper than that because he's <laughs> taking the sidekick role, but he's playing like Westbrook. I can't yeah. even be mad at that. He's playing like Westbrook. 30 years uh, old. This, okay. Now you could go, bro. I was done. Okay. So what I, <laughs> what I have to say about um, this little hard and stretch, I'm going to defend him a little bit compared to Frankie. Um, because he averages 38 points. So, I mean, he's the main offense on that team. So he's bound to get tired. Understandable. He's bad. He's bound to have some bad games. I think it's okay to have some bad games, especially if you average 38 points. And I'm having deja vu right now for some reason. But, um, yeah, he averages 30, 38 to 39 points, bro. So him having a little bad stretch, let's hope it doesn't continue forever. I, I, I'm pretty sure within the next few weeks, he's going to drop some 70-point game or something. And no one's going to remember this little bad stretch he had. So, But one thing I have to say about um, when it comes to that Rockets team, they ain't gonna go too far until um they find some other offense. Really, in my yeah, eyes, I That's never thought they were gonna go far regardless. But go ahead. With all the um sh- like stress they put on Harden, I don't. I'm not surprised when he really chokes in the playoffs, especially with how hard he goes in the regular season, especially when he's the main offense. And that's that's the Rockets like that Rockets team. Did in all honesty. They don't need Harden to be the main offense, bro. Mm-mm. In all honesty, it could be, it's because of D'Antoni's system. And that's, I mean, that's just Steve Nash, the play he was and whatever, but. But Steve Nash is a passive day, guy, so. I don't think Antoni has any rings to his name unless I'm bugging. No, he doesn't. So, I can understand why Frankie says he got to go. I can understand that. And he's literally, I mean, Harden is what, averaging what? He, having a, he had a little tough. That's he's a averaging beat. a career high in PPG, bro. Yeah. See, so he's doing something right with that. But there's a little stretch. Like, when he plays bad, they lose. That's the problem. You can't have that. Especially when now you have Westbrook. That's unacceptable, bro. Well, at this actually, point. Well, when you go back to that Portland game, he had 13 points and he shot 12 times only. Went three for 12. One for six on three. But Westbrook had a great game that game. 13, um, 31 points. Bow. 11 rebounds. 12 assists. Bow. Shot 50% from the field. Bow. And shot 40% from three point. So, wow. That, that's beautiful. That's one of the about Westbrook, old, bro, it's Westbrook really just talent. Westbrook's field goal percentage, bro. If he makes more shots and he misses, he can really be a top five player for the rest of his career, bro. And he only had one turnover that game, too. So That, too. I mean... But that's, that's not gonna that's not gonna be consistent for Westbrook and him and Harden going off and doing that on the same night is highly highly rare. The thing I would say about him though, he he's done a better job at shot selection. Like he takes better shots now. Like it's either he's going straight towards the rim, he'll still take that little midi, or he'll make like a third of his threes, bro. If, as long as he's shooting over forty percent from three, I'm fine, bro. I'm shooting 23% from the from three for the season. So Damn. <laughs> yeah. So this 40% game is one of those really Damn. rare occasions. 23, where... you know, and that, that goes back to that summer workout with his pops, bro. Stop doing that. He's Go going to work on your jump shot, bro. Yeah, bro. He got, he gotta do something about that, bro. You gotta do something, bro. You gotta, you gotta do get that. that fixed. I don't know. 
like I actually, found, I actually found the video the other day. I was I was I was hysterical at it because I was just remembering <laughs> what we were talking about on the podcast, and I was just like, Frankie should have been for that podcast because <laughs> yeah, that we, was here to remember, son. That was one yeah. to remember. But that man, son, like to be honest, that shooting is what's gonna. If he just worked on his jump shot more, he would. Their offense would be probably actually, so much more fluent. Probably unstoppable, really. Especially, yeah, because, I mean, because like the main reason why their offense has been so stagnant recently is because teams are playing Harden with box and ones, double teams. They're like throwing double teams early at half court, and then they're just leaving Westbrook open. And teams will live with Westbrook shooting those threes. So listen, if a man shoot twenty three percent from three, I'm let him shoot that wide open all game, bro. That's like, a fact. And he do be wide open. I'm not gonna lie. He don't take. Because they they double off of him all the time to double Harden, and he's always the one that's open. They never double off of anyone else but him. Surprisingly, Harden does handle double teams very well, though. Like he'll he'll still get fifty, bro. Like what? But he's struggling right now. These last stretch of games, though, they've been throwing double teams, boxing ones. They've been throwing everything, bro. That's the thing. You really have to run a boxing one on Harden every game. I'm looking at it, bro. I'm like. Cause I'm thinking back when we used to run it in high school, and I'm like, that shit. Oh my fault. I'm like, that defense scheme really used to work. Like, you deny, mm-hmm. deny, 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 deny. Don't even let him get close to the ball. You get in his head a little bit. Take him out the game mentally, bro. You're you're gooch. You take Harden out the game. My thing is, we know you can score fifty a night, bro. But what happens when you don't? What happens when you score twenty? What happens when somebody else needs to carry the backpack for a little bit? Yeah. They're losers. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. I and I love Houston. I do love Houston. I I can't stay. I, I don't know. I don't like them, but I don't know why I don't like them cuz the Warriors have always beaten them. So it's like why do I don't like yeah, them? Yeah, it's like I'm supposed to hate them. I think yeah, it's like I think it's the like reason why I don't I don't know. I think what, what it is, is I don't like the way Houston they're, plays. They're not reaching expectations. No, I don't. It's not even that. I don't like the way Houston plays. I don't like that style of basketball because you can shoot all the threes you want and still run a fluent offense. Like, look at how the Warriors used to look at how the Warriors ran their offense all these years. Like, I think that's the reason why I like the Warriors and I don't like the Rockets because they're like the anti, like the Rockets are like the anti, they're like the anti Warriors. Yeah, they're like the anti. They try to do everything they, they did, but the wrong way. Yeah, and I don't like that. Like, I don't like the way they play basketball. So. I don't know. Because w- during that Warriors stretch, besides Cleveland, the only team in the league that was really keeping up with the Warriors was the Rockets. And it was only because they shot so much threes. Every yeah. time they played, combined, they would put up a good amount of threes, bro. It would really be a ball out every time Houston and, and the Dubs linked up, bro. Yep. I used to be tuned into them games. That's when the league was fun. I mean, it was fun. You ain't see Harden say he missed them? Yeah, everybody do because the league is the league is not like the league is not as fun as it was the last couple of years as it is now. League's kind of boring this year, and I don't know. I think that's why they brought up that whole midseason tournament thing. I think they just want to spice things up because you know hmm. they seeing how the ratings died this year. The ratings are awful. So I bet you, I bet you the ratings go up as I don't play this week though. Prop, <laughs> of course, they they even moved that game to ESPN. <laughs> it would be funny if right before the game they announced like oh Zion's not playing ESPN brought their whole crew out there for nothing that would be hilarious because <laughs> they be literally good. they literally changed the schedule and moved that game to ESPN this week 
just because they heard that Zion was supposedly coming Which back. Which is understandable because they need the they need the um the ratings right now. So see how he plays this week. Um I'm actually very excited to see him come back on the court, especially with the way the Pelicans is oh yeah, Lonzo's play as well, like beautiful. They might um, make a run at that eight seed, but I don't shout know. Shout out to Lonzo. I like that play he did on Pat Bev earlier. I was I was actually smiling ear to ear. <laughs> he said that boy a little boy. I was like, yeah, that boy is a little boy. He's a like, hack, though. My bro, God. Did you see how many times bro, he, he yo, slapped the him? Bro, he's not calling nothing, bro. They, they, let that, they, they, they let him hack him for that, literally the entire play. So when he put a little hand down, I said, yeah, that boy, baby, bro. Mid-range right in his face. And that's, I'm not to see, I like to see this Lonzo, though. This aggressive Lonzo, he's, he's looking more like fluent he's, on the court. Like, he looks like, more confident. He, looks like he wants to do something. Yeah, he's looking that's more confident. That's that Chino Hills. We're not going to see no Chino Hill Lonzo right now, but. Yeah, that that was the most athletic Lonzo we're ever going to see. I think I feel as if this Pelicans team can still make a playoff run. Run. All right. Um, I want to revisit this Andrew Wiggins topic before we get into midseason <laughs> awards and um probably and probably drafting our All Star teams, I guess. But Andrew Wiggins earlier this season, you know, he said that. He is a top 100 player. He said, you cannot name 100 players better than me. So I took the time. I wouldn't even day. be bragging about that. <laughs> I took the time out of my day the other day to look at Andrew Wiggins' last 10 game stat. Or actually, not even last 10 games. His January stats. Because he was out for a couple games. But he recently came back. And I want to see how he was doing because since he's a top 100 player, you know, I expect to see top 100 stats. So let's see. Where's Andrew Wiggins? Splits. Let's go to Andrew Wiggins. Splits. ESPN, stop playing with me. All right. Splits. January. Played eight games, 31 minutes per game. Before when I saw this, it was at 13.6 points per game. It's jumped up to 15.5. So congrats to him. He's doing horrible. Showing 40% <laughs> from the field and 27% from three. So congrats, Andrew Wiggins. Um, so no one on the podcast believes in you and you and you proved us wrong. Right, bro. <laughs> Right. I want to say, bro, you put this right, bro. I mean, son, you, you he had a, he had a little good run. Oh, he had got a good run. run. I was pulling for him. November, he played and well. I, think, I, I knew he was gonna get back to this. I, I know wasn't gonna like, last. Just gonna say this: you had us in the first half, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a fact. You had it. You had us in the first half, bro. Because you literally, bro, November eleven <laughs> games. 27 points per game, shooting 48% from the field and 39.5% from three. You want to know what it is? Five I think that Cleveland trade did it, bro. <laughs> I think the Cleveland trade messed this man up mentally for the rest of his career, bro. Because it was supposed to be him and Braun, Braun and Kyrie and Kyrie. And I was loving it, bro. I was like, I was looking at preseason. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, they bought a while out. They traded him at that drop up. I was like, nah, we good. We want K Love. I was like, damn. And he ain't been on the, bro, that's what 
did it to him, bro. That's when I that's when I started to see the shift. He was no longer smiling in pictures, bro. He was no longer like <laughs> laughing with his teammates, bro. bro you gotta know it's always deeper than basketball, bro. That's been his whole career in Minnesota, then. It's always deeper than basketball, bro. Like he's stuck in Minnesota, right? Carl Anthony Towns. So you think Carl Anthony Towns wanna be in Minnesota, bro? Oh, of course not. He wants I to told y'all nobody wants to be there. there. Bro, I feel like the NBA got to do some reconstruction when it comes to these markets. Like, you got to find, like, you got to find places that people actually want to be at, bro. Because these, you, these men signing the contracts day. away, bro, and they got to live here for, like, four years, bro. Or, like, three, four years on a rookie contract. I saw something the other day. They were like, um, let's start a petition to move the Timberwolves back to um, Seattle. Let's do that. Yeah, give Seattle, Seattle back a team, bro. Give them back a team, bro. Like... Why do you want to be in Minnesota, bro? Come sorry on, if bro. you're listening from Minnesota out there. Shout out to I Minnesota. ain't sorry at all. I don't even I know. They're having a rough winter because nah. winter's all the time. But, um, <laughs> I don't even. Where are they on the map? Who are they close to? Are they, is that like the Midwest? They're close to Canada. They close, close to Canada. Canada. Oh. Close to Canada, bro. Well, I mean, Andrew Williams close to home. He probably don't even live in Minnesota. He probably lives in Canada. And makes those trips down to to the game. Possibly, no. bro. Going yo, Andrew Williams. If you listen, I'm praying for you, bro. <laughs> You know what I mean? But you got to do something. You got to you gotta free that man. Free nah, that man. Mr. Andrew, um, all I got to say to you, even though he probably won't listen to the podcast, right? Um, free that man. Don't, don't sit here and say you're a top 100 player and play good for half the season, bro. It don't work. Not even, a, not even half. A quarter of the season. Not even a quarter. Like not 15 quarter, games. Like a, <laughs> like a sixth of the season. <laughs> hey, come anyway. on, bro. Yeah, everybody hopes up. Bro. Come on, bro. Facts. But um, let's get into midseason awards. Who is our early contender for MVP right now? This is tough. This is That's tough. That's hard. Giannis. This is tough. Giannis. I'm going to go with... I'm going with Luca. I'm I going with Giannis. I'd say Giannis as well. I'm going with Luca. I love See? Giannis. But it's, it's really too easy for Giannis, bro. I feel like maybe I'm just trying to go after the hot take. Maybe I'm just trying to go after the hot take. But I gotta go with Luca, bro. Maybe you just don't want to see a back to back again because I don't know. We haven't had back to back since. See, I don't. I don't mind if he get a back to back. I feel like he actually deserves. I don't think he should have got it last year, but I wouldn't be mad if he got a back to back because, from what I've seen, he's the best player. He's unstoppable, bro. I'm gonna just keep it at that. He's unstoppable. I don't know how you stop that. Yeah, because he's added the three-point game to his arsenal now, too. So. If, and if you put him on a good team, God forbid he goes to the Warriors, the league is not ready for that, bro. It's going to be like five years of chips, bro. Stephen a., Stephen a. Smith said that the other day. He was like, oh, man, imagine Giannis on the Warriors. That would be like four or you five You can't even picture that, bro. That's, that's really... A lot of people came after Stephen A. because he went after... Remember he said KD's move to the Warriors yeah. was like, the worst move ever. So it's but like, it's different though. Giannis never lost to them. True. That that that's true. But even adding Giannis to the Warriors would make them unstoppable. I think the whole point that everyone was trying to make is that Stephen A. You can't say you didn't want Katie on the Warriors because it made He's them unstoppable. A hypocrite. <laughs> yep. It's Stephen, it's Stephen A. Going after the hot take again. I guess going after the hot take. But yeah, I think those are the the contenders right now. It's Giannis and Luca, and then. There's, of course, Harden, AD, and Braun. Right I can't now. put Harden up there, man. I can't put Harden up there. 
Because we was here's the thing, we was giving Russell Westbrook so much slack for averaging a triple double, right? And he did it for like three seasons in a row. It's like it I feel like we should be fair. I feel like we should be fair and pinpoint Harden's weaknesses and be like, yo, bro, your shooting percentage is off. You're throwing up like thirty shots a game, bro. Thirty yeah, shots yeah. a game. And it's because of that stupid D'Antoni. So you obviously you're gonna game. average damn near forty. Like every year his scoring average goes up. He's averaged like over thirty three for like the past four years, bro. But it's how you doing. You don't got nothing to show for that. Nothing. Yeah, that's Nothing. why a lot of people criticize the D'Antoni offense because they're like, no matter what guard you put in that offense, that guard is going to have higher numbers than if they were on a regular team. Like, if you put Harden yeah. on a normal team that had a normal offense, his numbers would not be what they are right now. His numbers are like yeah. that because he has the ball in his hands. Imagine all Steph time. Curry in a D'Antoni offense. He would average 70, bro. <laughs> Come yeah. on. And that's why D'Antoni's offenses don't win in the long run, because it like that type of offense just doesn't work in the off se- in the playoffs. He's a regular season coach. Yep, and it made Harden a regular season player. It really did, and that's what we know him as. It's sad, really. If he got bro, you know what it'd have been if he had like three chips, three MVPs under his. But we would have been talking about that. Would have been crazy. We would have been talking about him like Jordan from six man to stardom to superstar. <laughs> come on, fact. bro. Come on, bro. The unwritten Harden story, the story that never was. That got to be the next take. The story that never was. Yeah, we write a book about that. Got to, bro. You know, I know coming soon. Summer 2022. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into um, Rookie of the Year. I think we all agree that John. We all, we all know. We all know. Especially after like the seven game win streak. Yeah, bro. He's been balling. Yeah, so it's I think that's unspoken at this point. And then defensive player of the year award. This is tough. I haven't really, I haven't been really paying attention to def- these like defensive players' numbers this year, so I don't know. I would I'm gonna say... take a leap. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Whiteside up there. Whiteside is he's pretty good with the blocks. He is leading the league in blocks this year. I think a lot because of he's averaging are... three of them too. Yeah, but I would have to see his 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 like his um his advanced numbers defensively to see how he's doing. I like the way he's been playing too. I'm not gonna lie. And then we got Anthony Davis is also a contender for. But if he, uh, he can't stay healthy, yeah, he that's his problem. If he um if he were to stay healthy, I think he'd be easily probably. I think he still is easily the favorite. To be um defensive player of the year, yeah, he was wild. Because he's, he's in LA and he's a, mm-hmm. he, he always has that attention on him. And he said he wanted to win, so you know the narrative already there. Yeah, the narrative's there. Once the narrative's there, that's it. Jonathan Isaac was a dark horse contender before he got hurt because he was playing really well. Oh yeah, season and the injury. Prayers up to that man. Speedy recovery. Yeah, he was averaging like one point six steals, two point four blocks. I know his defensive numbers, like, on and off the court, like, how the team did without him and stuff like that were pretty good. So, you know he a pastor, right? He is? Oh, yeah, I think he is, yeah. i never forget. They said he invited all his teammates to come and to his service, and they, they did, did not, not pull up, bro. Pull up. That is, they did like, not crazy. Pull up. That is crazy. <laughs> they did not pull up. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if Ben Simmons is up there. 
<laughs> listen, <laughs> I'm not putting Ben Simmons. Listen, listen. What are we? What are the Sixers gonna do? We gotta have a serious conversation about the bro, Sixers. We've been bro. They about don't the fit. For like they do not fit. I don't because. see it, bro. I don't see the vision, bro. It was fun when it was all the you know trust the process. It was fun, but I don't yeah, see the vision, bro. But now it's time to win a championship, and it doesn't. I fit. don't see. I don't see the vision, bro. One of them gotta go. One of them gotta go. Bro, you should have you should have been here for those other podcasts going on, bro. Like one of them gotta go. Kev, Kev really was ranting it. for a couple of them. I got upset for one of them. Rico got upset. Like the Sixers are just an upsetting topic when you get into Ben Simmons and Joel and Beaton. Mainly Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons. It's like, what do you do though? Like, do you switch the codes? Do you move and beat? Do you move Simmons? I don't think you. Huh, it's hard. Do you move Embiid? Because like, I, when it's I Ben Simmons and a bunch of shooters, like you see the way they play, they like play super fast and it's like mm-hmm. up and down, and they shoot threes and stuff. And Ben Simmons gets to do whatever he wants. But when Embiid and is Ben back Simmons' out there, ceiling was pretty high too. Like people compare him to. I know Max be comparing him to Giannis a lot, but I see the comparisons. He's like six ten, six eleven. <laughs> With speed like that, can handle the ball. You gotta surround him with shooters like they did. Yeah, like, but and and B don't stay healthy long enough to like make an impact anywhere, bro. Like, yeah, that's why you can't really you like. It's like two different teams when Embiid is there and when he's not there. It's like two completely different teams. And but we don't even know if they're friends or not. Yeah. Yeah, I heard I've I've heard that so many times over the years. Like Embiid and Simmons, like they're not really like I guess friends off the court. They're ridiculous. Like they'll get a they they can like sur- I guess they can like I don't want to say survive each other throughout the regular season and the playoffs, but I guess they're not really close off the court as like a duo or other duos are in the league. Yeah. No, the duos, bro. It's looking like a lot of tension between all the duos to me. Except for the one in LA. True, but sometimes I don't know. I yeah. They do look like they got the best relationship out of all though. I never see nobody with a better relationship with Steph and Clay though. Like, you know, soon yeah. if they come back next year, so rap. Nah, it's clip for the league when they come back. But yeah, um let's get into um Six Man of the Year. I feel like this award hasn't been talked about a lot this year because I don't know. Mm-hmm. A lot of focus has been placed on like MVP this year because it's like mm-hmm. such a heated race with like five guys. So pause. But um, <laughs> but yeah, there's like there's like not a lot of focus on all the other awards and and most improved has been a, an award that's been talked about a lot. But Six Man of the Year, I feel hasn't been talked about a lot because I be I feel like people are just. They feel like they just expect Lou Will to, to get it again. So True. I know who gonna win this year though. Who? Schroeder. They're gonna give it to him. To who? Dennis Schroeder. He dead mm. might. I see in 2K all the time when you sim the season, he gets it. So I don't know. He definitely deserves it the way OKC been playing. And he's definitely a big part of Oklahoma. So yeah, might, but you know how to narr- He's always been no fake nice too. Yeah. Since the blonde patch in Atlanta. <laughs> Yeah, he came off. He was a starting point guard. He came over there. He's he's dedicated to being a six man over there. He can start if he wants, but they doing his they he doing his thing over there off the bench. So that OKC bench is slept on. Probably one of the best benches in the A. We always have a decent bench. That's a good thing about us. So 
Yee Defy in the um conversation. Lou, of course, Lou's still wilding as usual. Lou's always in it. Montrez is always in it now. Montrez and Lou have become like the staples for like six men recently. Yeah, they them two something else off that bench. They they be like them two average more bench points than a lot of benches in the A, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. Together, it's together. And then I think the most interesting race this year is most improved because there's a lot of candidates for most improved this year. We got Brandon Ingram. I feel like he's the lead contender. And then we got um we got players like Malcolm Brogdon, Shea. We got um who else? I had this list I had seen. Jalen Brown could also be a most improved candidate, candidate. as That's well. That's him as well. Oh, and even, shy. Shy. Yeah, oh he's, come off a, he's come off a rookie year, though. So that's different to me. A little. And I even think Pascal, I, as a, a rookie too. year. As, 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 as a rookie year, I don't think you should get that in your second year because you mean that's your second year in the NBA. Your third year, okay. But yeah, that's why De'Aaron Fox didn't get a lot of buzz last year. Like, even though he was like talked about for it, like it was like, oh, it's his second year, so we won't really give it to him now. But yeah, but he's still in talks for it. But the main conversation around um most improved is um is Brandon Ingram. Oh yeah, I think he deserves it out of everybody, especially with the doubt he got and. He had the situation with the blood clots too. Like it was even, it was even like a a, a health care situ- a health scare situation with like it, the Pelicans were scared to like take him in the trade because they didn't know if he was gonna be completely healthy coming over. So thank goodness that he's 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 okay and he's performing well. And on top of that, like I was I saw before the Clippers game, they had a graphic up of his numbers from the past three seasons to now. So over the past three seasons, he's averaged like 13.6 points per game. And 18, shot. right? And last year he averaged 18, but like the past three years in LA, he's averaged like 13 combined, 13.6. And then um, his shooting percentages, like his three-point percentage is now at like 40, um, 41, I think it is. He's shooting 48% from the field and he's shooting like 86% from the free throw line. He used to he used to shoot sixty six percent from the free throw line, so he's improved everywhere. And of course, the scoring with like twenty five points per game, and like his rebounds and assists, like he's a better playmaker now and all that. So I feel like he's basically a lock for that one too. I won't say lock, but definitely number one right now. Yeah, conversation. A lot of things could happen. Literally, a lot of things could happen. He could start. He could have the Andrew Wiggins effect. You know, <laughs> or you know. Because Angel Wiggins in our conversation degree. if he wasn't baiting up the way he's baiting. But yeah, um, last award is um award that everyone forgets about, Coach of the Year. Um, hmm. well, usually give it to the team with the best record. But usually, sometimes case, you make that rare occasion for a team. In this case, I'll say you give it to a team that wasn't in the playoff picture and has came in there. So that could be um, oh. even the Mavericks coach. I feel as if he's coaching them pretty well over there. Um, who else? I feel like if the Lakers do really well, they might just give it to Frank Vogel. Yeah, th- even Frank Vogel. Even a Bucks coach, of course, because he has the best record in the A, obviously. That's what yeah. you say his name. 
I think that's why that's Mike. His name is Mike something. Hussle. Yeah, Bodo Hussle. So shout out to him. He won it last year too. See, so I wouldn't See, be surprised. I don't, I don't know if there's precedent for um back to back coaches of, coaches of the years. So, like, I don't have that information on hand. I don't know who the past coach of the year. I know Popovich has won it a couple times, but I don't know if he won it back to back. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's precedent for a coach it, getting back ain't, to ain't no, ain't no coach of the year was weirder than the one who drank crazy got it and got fired. Like, that's probably the weirdest coach of the year ever, bro. Like, <laughs> I was actually yeah. weak. I mean, how you give a coach of the year and fire him, bro? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that was really grimy, fire, though. Bro? That's gr- I mean, they want to chip the next season. Then again, there's a whole different team. But, like... Not a whole different. I mean, get rid of... um The Rosen is a... DeRozan and Kawhi are two different players. True. So, not to not, not to mention the Raptors with that team with that roster. You gotta realize the Raptors has actually been like in the playoffs for years and been like a number of top five seed for years. Yeah, I'm looking back through all the coaches of the year. There isn't. They, I've. I don't think I've ever seen. There isn't. There hasn't been so far that I'm looking through a back to back coach of the year winner. So we had Dwayne Casey in 2017, 18. We had Budenholzer last year, and then we had Dan Tony the year before with the with the Rockets. We had Kerr with the Warriors when the Warriors won the seventy three games. We had Budenholzer again with the Hawks when they won sixty games. Then we had Greg Popovich in 2013, 14, 11, 12, and he also Popovich won. on his last leg. Stop saying that he's on his last leg. Like you can tell, basketball isn't fun for him. I don't know if it's not fun for him. I think it's just like he's just I think he I think he likes accepting these challenges of like reshaping and redefining his teams over the years. Because like before his team used to be so three point heavy when they had when they won that championship, like it was Green, Kawhi, they had um all those other shooters like Bellinelli, Mills. And then it kind of like shifted with um Lamarcus Aldridge and DeRozan. With into mid range, but now these guys are like Aldridge is stepping out. He's shooting the three more now, and DeRozan is taking more threes this year. So I think he takes. I think he. I think he enjoys um, reshaping um, his team over the years. It's just difficult to deal with like the losing that comes with it. So that's why he may seem like to you he's on his last leg, but I don't think he's on his last leg. I give him three more years. I do think that he will eventually retire from coaching soon, though. Well, Popovich is arguably the best coach of all time. So yeah, Phil Jackson. Mm, I think I think Popovich nah. is like. I'll still give it a pop is. for the main reason that he took someone like um Tim Duncan and made first of all Tim Duncan over get the credit he should receive literally because of Popovich. That's how good of a coach he is, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When you think of the Spurs, you think about Popovich first, and then you think about. Like, Popovich is the first coach. Phil and Popovich are the coach that I honestly say, like, okay, when you think about their team success, you think about their coach first. Because otherwise, you think of any team that Bob been on, there's a bronze reason why they're winning. You think of great coaches, you think of Phil Jackson. You think of Phil Jackson, you think of Popovich, you think of Doc Rivers. For those reasons. Because those are championship coaches, they know what they're doing. So shout out to Pop. And... I just feel as if he 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 he'll be possibly the best coach of all time just because the effect he had on. When I think, think it's, Spurs, I think also he did it with one team too. You think of Popovich, bro. You think of the coach. 
How often do you hear about that? Like, like that's not something you see a lot for any other team in the A. Literally. True. Yeah. I, I could say, and the thing is, this you say, eh, the Spurs have been in the playoff like every year, bro. <laughs> They've been Michael in the Jordan for years. No matter what roster you give him, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. That's cool. That's cool. Popovich has, bro. Popovich has so much good players that no one really speaks about because his coaching system, bro. Yeah, a lot of Don't people forget. say it's the system when they talk Don't about forget when Kawhi was over there wilding and they was comparing him to Paul George, they were saying, oh, yeah, Kawhi in a system, bro. Yeah, I remember that. that. So, that Popovich fit system alone, that's him above a lot of players, bro. They was really disrespecting Kawhi, though. Bro, they were. I remember they were saying, yo, somebody said Kawhi's been in Paul George. And I, I, matter of fact, NBA player, I forgot which NBA player, he came and said, no, he's in a system, bro. I think it was KD. Yeah, I think it was KD. He said, yeah, he's in the system. Don't say that. I mean, now you see who's the better player like now. Katie Hayden. But, like Katie uh, Hayden. I wasn't he's Hayden. He wasn't Hayden. It made sense. I'm not going to lie. Katie's a hater, bro. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I, I mess with Katie. I mess with Katie, bro. He's a hater. I won't say a hater, but it makes sense, though, because... Tim bro, KD is that guy that different. knows he's good, but never wants to admit that he's good, but wants people to acknowledge that he's good, bro. What? Put it like this. You ask Katie right now, who's the best player in the NBA right now? He's not going to say himself. Yes, he is. But he wants you to say him. (laughs) He's one of those Um, guys. He's going to say himself. He said it. He said it. He won't say himself. He won't say himself. He said that last time just because he wanted people to see that he had the attitude of a person who knew he was that guy. When in reality, he's not that guy. All right, let's get into our last topic. Um, <laughs> let's get into our last topic here. Knowledge, foul, knowledge, foul, movie, foul. Let's please get to our last one, please. I don't know. Our last topic <laughs> is um, who do we I'm think are going to be um first time all stars this year? Brandon Ingram. Who do you want to be first time all stars? No, who do we think is going to be first time all stars this year? Luka Doncic, Luka. Uh, yeah, I mean Trey Luka's, Young, Luka, Trey Young. I had here um, Mitchell, Tatum, Ingram, Booker, and probably even Jalen Brown and Bam Adebayo. Mm, I forgot about Bam. Um, even Sabonis, too. Oh, definitely Sabonis. I definitely Sabonis be your first time. Um, let me see. I definitely Sabonis. I want to say um, Ja. I want to say Ja, but I know it's not going to happen. It's too much. They too deep at the guard position right now. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, let me see who stepped it up this season for real. Jimmy Butler been an All Star already, right? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Let me see. All right, that's something that really no Drummond not. Kemba about to be a two time All Star. Yeah, Kemba yeah. about to make it again most likely for sure. I think it's, tomorrow. How about starters, I think tomorrow Brown? You think the All Star worthy? Nah, I think, I think he would have if he didn't get injured. I think Tatum maybe. I definitely think Tatum is all star worthy this year. Despite his he's iffy though. Those Celtic players are all iffy in my eyes. Yeah, bro. They, they be them. having two good games for every and, yeah. like, four bad games, bro. Like, come on, bro. And then Brown injured right now with a thumb injury. Hopefully he come back tomorrow, because tomorrow they post, they're supposed to play the Lakers. That's supposed to be a good game on TNT. Who won that Rockets and Lakers game? 
it was the the Lakers without AD, and they was chanting MVP. Like I said before, they was chanting MVP for LeBron at Houston with Harden on the court. That's tough, bro. <laughs> that must hurt. It must hurt. That's mad disrespectful. <laughs> on your home floor, bro. Supposed to be my loyal fans, bro. You doing that? Yeah, that's disgusting. Um, Rockets fans, y'all, y'all owe y'all. First of all, y'all have a good record. Y'all owe y'all team more than that, bro. Really and truly. Oh, yeah, you got OYT more than that. For all yeah, the fans listening and booing their actual. I mean, but I'm not even mad at them. They've been losing for six years, bro. Yeah, so it's so. like, we just going to pay to watch James Harden go on an MVP run? Like, come on, bro. It's fun. It's worth the money. I'll definitely yeah, it's fun. Definitely. It's definitely worth the money to watch. So I it's ain't mad fun, at that. But, but you're never going to see those. For, um. Those flurries falling down from the ceiling, <laughs> the, the red white parade. Never having James Harden with his shirt off in the middle of Houston, Texas, <laughs> with a bottle of Hennessy on his hip. Never, That's really bro. His body. That's really his body too. That's a point like, Never, bro. Him and John Wall. It might yeah. happen one time. It might. He might get one. He might get one. Yo, do we think Chris Paul is gonna be an All Star this year? Um, nah. I think he deserves it. He's gonna get acknowledged. Like he might I get. I feel like he might by the coaches because the, the coaches choose the reserves. He could nah, definitely. Um, there's a lot of guards in the, in the yeah. team. It's real guard heavy this year, bro. It's real it's guard heavy. Because I'm, I'm looking at the Los Angeles Times. They have an article up, and they said for their reserves, they picked um Lillard, Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Booker. Oh wait, none of them pick Westbrook though. They don't think Westbrook gonna make an All Star. Nah. This year? Nah, he's taking a back seat to Harden, bro. It's really the nah, Harden show. Still having a decent I know, season. but they're not even watching that, bro. It's really they're just watching. If you're in a Houston jersey, it really don't matter. All they see is the beard. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> literally. A um, even Cap- how's Cap- um actually the- bro, Capella the- has been balling up this season, bro. Like that's how you know what I said is facts, bro. You only see Harden when you see the Rockets. So he could possibly be a first He's time having a great well. season. He's, He's had mad 20, the center 20 rebound games. The posi- How about Cat? Cat could be the first time. He make it yet? Cat been out for a while, so I don't think he's going to Yeah, I thought he's going to make it. This the other day we said injuries don't matter, though. Reserves pick the coaches. I mean, coaches pick the reserves. Whoa, what did I say? Res- <laughs> coaches pick the reserves. So they're going to pick based on, like, who's been playing mostly and, like, they're gonna see. They're like, definitely gonna pick Ingram. Oh, they have to, I think, especially after this recent stretch. Because he's been giving a lot of teams the business. No, and no they've lot. been winning recently too. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to I think of who else. I want to see. I want to see Lonzo be an All Star, not this year, but next year for sure. I want to see Lonzo step it up and finally play like Lonzo. Mm, I feel like he'll just be like a starter level point guard. I don't know if he'll be a yeah. level point guard. I think he could become an All Star though. It would, I, I feel I don't like think so. I believe he in might, him. Maybe he might be one of those late bloomers like we talked about last week. He still got time to be Jason Kidd. There's a lot of time though. It's only time, like what man. year three, year four? Who Jason yeah, Kidd? For um Lonzo. Lonzo? What yeah. year is this? I think this is year three. Year three. Yeah. I don't think he's a bust. I think Kendrick Perkins is wilding. Kendrick Perkins be wilding on everything. Kendrick Perkins shouldn't be talking. I'm not going to dress him again, bro. He got a ring, though, now. He could talk. James Harden don't got a ring. Much, bro. He has, like, two points and four rebounds, bro. 
Kendrick Perkins is one of those 08 Celtics that we talked about a couple episodes ago that we yeah. just don't like to hit a mouth. I mean, we can acknowledge that they really did their thing, but like, let it they, go. They, they talk like a team that won. I don't even want to address it anymore, but they talk like a team that won seven straight titles. But Yeah, like, let it go. Let it go. He got Big Baby getting arrested every day. Like, <laughs> yo. On, but bro. yeah, um, yo, you know the saw... big three got tryouts, bro. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it might be time. <laughs> you go ahead, bro. I'm it might be time, but it's twenty-two and older, though. Damn. Ah, uh, couple more years. Trying to get it right, though. <sighs> go give um Baron Davis the business. Yeah, yo, they, if they, put me, they put me up there, bro, I'm going to the Barclays. I'm balling up. I'm trying to go to the A. <laughs> <laughs> I think they didn't get to the A from a fiddle. Really, though? Melo ain't want to go that route, though. D'Angelo being a practice player? Like, he become part of the roster yet? D'Angelo Russell? I mean, D'Angelo Ball? Oh, I forgot he on the G was going with me today. But D'Angelo Ball? He's part of the OKC G League Um. Hey, oh, you know, imagine if they call him up. Bro, he's, not, he's on the practice squad for a G League team. He's not getting oh, he's on the any. practice squad. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, he's from the bottom of the bottom. He he really got that my player story, bro. He did it to himself, bro. He's starting from the bottom of the bottom, bro. Damn. Yeah. So it's rough for him, but I think that's that's it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening yeah. out there. Make movie, sure you leave movie. us uh, bow, bow, star bow. rating. Bow. Um, don't forget to check out thefastbreaklayup.com. I got a new story up about the tune in, tune comments. in, bow. tune in, go read up. And good for make you. sure you make sure you come. You, you listen to the next episode. Bow. We-